everybody, my name is Tina and I am a certified life coach. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Confidence podcast. Let's get to it. Welcome back everybody. So last week I told you all about how I became homeless, how my father died of cancer, and how my daughter was born with multiple birth defects. Today I want to go over how life coaching changed me and the thinking that held me back in these areas of my past. When my dad died, this was the first time I had experienced a passing of someone close to me. Now granted, me and my father weren't close per se, but he was in my life. And the only other person I had known that passed away was my grandma, and I was 10. So I didn't have that conscious thinking around the concept of death that comes with maturity. I was eight months pregnant with my dad died, and I went to see him the day that he passed. He looked really bad, and I cried, and I told him I was sorry for his suffering. We had his funeral later that week, and many people came. And I remember thinking to myself, how was dad so popular? I mean, all the time he had all of these friends, and it still blows my mind on how awful a person he was, and yet he had so many people who enjoyed his company. And so I carried these feelings of confusion with me throughout my life. I didn't know who my father was, yet I knew him very well. And getting older, you come to find out what a father should be, who they should be, and how they should treat their daughters. I had this yearning for a father that was completely different than what I was given. And I was angry. All of the time, I would chase my hatred for myself and the world back to my dad. I was mad at him for dying before I could clear the air about my sexual abuse. I wanted an apology from the life he made us kids live, and I wanted to see him sorry. I wanted to hear how much he loved me. I ended up using the same thinking when it came to my journey as a mother. I was angry at the world for giving me a special needs child. I was angry at myself for choosing the wrong guy to have a baby with. I was alone and feeling lonely. I was mad at the doctors for not explaining things more thoroughly to me. I was angry at my mom for not helping. I was angry at myself for not having a proper home for my baby. I was mad at the world for having a system where I had to steal food. Everything was everyone else's fault. I was smoking weed and I was smoking cigarettes. And I was using that as an excuse to tell myself that I needed it to de-stress from the life that I was living. And I was very aware of the judgments that I had of others. I used this way of thinking to make myself feel better about myself, thinking that I just needed to find fault in others to have validation within me. So all of this was my foundational thinking when I found coaching. And some of it I had worked through previously, but most of it was still there. And coaching helped me see that all the things I thought my father was didn't have to have anything to do with me. That all the things I thought I was missing out in life because of my past was either not necessarily true, and if they were true, what did it have to do with anything of who I wanted to be? For example, yes, I didn't have a real father-daughter relationship, but so what? What does that have to do with the way I get to decide on how to view myself? What does that have to do with how I get to be proud and happy for who I have become? 
Why was I putting so much meaning on a relationship with a dead man who made me believe I was equal to a dog scrounging for food on the street? And the teachings of life coaching helped me to see that if I wanted to view and think of my dad as someone who did their best and loved their best, it doesn't mean that I have to show up and be in love in that same capacity, that I get to choose how I think and feel about me. And that's where the real work began. Every day, I chose a new thought about me that I wanted to replace. That I was ugly. I chose to replace that. That I was fat. I chose to replace that. That I wasn't worthy. I chose to replace that. That I wasn't doing a good job as a mom. I chose to replace that. That I wasn't lovable as a sister. I chose to replace that. That nobody wanted to be in my life. I chose to replace that that I was lonely and alone, and I chose to replace that as well. And with these new thoughts, I got to get to know myself better. I got to get to know who I really wanted to be, who I was as a person. I got to love myself a little bit more each day. And finally, I got to know all the good things about me that were hidden under all of that negative, that were hidden under all of those repeated, recycled thoughts that I was made to believe about me. And that was the end of the dilemma. I told myself that I was done wasting so much heartache on why I did have a father like Randall Nolan. Why didn't he love us kids? And why did he allow such trauma in our lives? I finally let all of that go and decided on purpose that it was okay if I just loved him as who he was and stopped being angry of what I thought he wasn't or what I thought I didn't get or how he raised us. And that is where the true freedom comes from. If you just allow the past to be what it is, instead of asking what would have happened, what could have changed, who would I have been, who could I have been if I'd had different parents, if I had a different past? Because the past is where it should be. It's in the past. So just allowing others to be whoever they are, not thinking that they need to be someone or something because me or you or society deems it such, it's such a beautiful way of just letting go, honestly. And just living into who you are now, today, with all of the past and with all of the future in front of you of what you could be, of what you want to be. And this is how I, I allowed people to have their opinions of me. And I deemed it okay that they had those opinions. So when you have a troubled past and your child has medical problems, people tell you how they think about it especially those who think they have a right to say something. And I carried other people's opinions around like they were little jewels. I held them close and I thought they had value. And I'm here to tell you that other people's opinions are not valuable to you. They are valuable to themselves, and rightly so, because it is an indication of how they view themselves. They reflect themselves, not you. Or me. So my people pleasing, that inclination really came to light when I decided I wanted to view myself and love myself with patience and kindness. I wanted to make sure that I reflected my own thinking and the way that I showed up for myself. 
And this sometimes came in the form of being honest with me, brutally honest with myself and telling myself what I needed to work on, where I needed to let go. And then I needed to be honest with other people by putting myself first and putting what I want first. And if that let them down, then I had to be okay with that. If that was an, a different idea of how they wanted me to show up, then I had to be okay with that. Truly. And it did. It worked. And that's when I realized that this hard work for me will be for me. That it wasn't for somebody else. It wasn't even for my daughter. Now, other people and my daughter get to experience the work that I've done on me. But it truly was for me. I don't need to improve or change because someone else thinks I should. I did it because I knew I had to be accountable for my life, for my brain, for my feelings, how I showed up in the world, and the results that I was creating in my life. And that if I wanted to feel genuine love for me and my daughter, then it was time to be honest with myself about how I thought about myself, how I thought about my past, my father, my mother, and people in my life. The journey to where I am now has taken a while, but I do not look at others and their lives and judge them to find my own value. I don't get mad at what they have and compare it to my life or my past. I don't feel alone, and I do not feel like I have missed out in life. And most importantly, I do not compete with myself or others to find love in myself. Everyone has a story. Everyone has loss. Everyone has heartache. We are all valuable. We are all worthy. And for us to actually feel that within ourselves, to know that within ourselves, it allows us to be open for other people to have their own story. And allows us to be open for their love, for their acceptance of us, because we first love ourselves and accept ourselves. It doesn't make us turn away from our story. It doesn't make us be embarrassed of our story. It helps us to be our own inspiration in our own life. And in turn, you can help other people be their own inspiration. So if any of you feel this way, please know that I am here. I feel you. I see you. I hear you. You are not alone and you are worthy of love. Please find that love within yourself and start to see the beautifulness that is within you. I hope you've all enjoyed this short but sweet episode. Please, please, please let me know how you are finding our time together and leave me a review. I hope that your past and yourself has come and flourished to the beautiful person that you are today. And if you're working on flourishing, please know that that work will touch your heart and it really will make you better within yourself. And I urge you to just keep going. Okay, everyone, that is all for me today. Thank you all so very much for being here with me on this journey. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.